This episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase maker of some of the great sport ta- sports takes you see, like the Packers should be ashamed of themselves for only winning two Super Bowls with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And I'm Jordan Hanson. I agree with that take. Um, I also think the Packers and Steelers do not get enough. Like Packers and Steelers fans are some of the worst people. They are so smug. <laughs> they are so arrogant. And they're just like the luckiest franchises. Or they're like the luckiest people to be fans of like, oh, we had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Now that yep. must be nice. Like, how great is that? <laughs> like, and like the Steelers, oh, we have six Super Bowls. They're just as bad as Patriots fans. Like they're they're like the same yeah. level of annoying. Without um, the same number of, of championships, at least recently. I know they won. And with a bunch and without the, the level of hate. Like everybody's like, oh, look at the lovable Packers. Like the Packers stink. That that stupid <laughs> that stupid that stupid bang bang the drum song they play after every touchdown. Oh, they're so annoying. I can't stand the Packers. Uh that's one of my like least weird, least favorite teams is like Yeah, I I've I grown to the hate them. I've grown to hate them more recently. Um Cause they used to be, no, like you're right. Like they, they were always lovable to me. They're like, they're it's little green Bay, Wisconsin. You know, that's a stadium that's in the middle of just a random suburban neighborhood. <laughs> that um, too. They get like, they get all the shine for that. And then yeah. Bill's fans. It's like, Oh, look at these people. Look at these weirdos <laughs> smashing tables and stuff. Uh, and <laughs> they're classy Bay, like, Oh, look how cute they are. They ride their little bicycles, the preseason games. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, and this is the Locked On Sabres podcast. Uh, the NFL schedule is out, by the way. So if you want to hear more analysis on the Bills schedule that is now out and official, you can find that with Joe Marino at Locked On Bills. Uh, real quick, before we get to Kevin Adams, Don Granado, both of their Zoom calls for end of season press conferences from Wednesday morning, um, which plenty about Jack Eichel and the future for the organization. Plus, we've got some Eichel's next team odds that were released from our partners at Bet Online. Uh, I'm going to have Jordan guess those as we go down the list because it's a hard list to guess. Maybe not at the top, but as you start to even get to three, four, five, six on who the most likely teams are to trade for Jack Eichel, I think you'll have a tough time getting there. Um, But real quick, because we're both big Bills fans, we're both Buffalo sports guys, and also it's the offseason. So just a heads up for everybody, like you're going to hear a lot of non-Saber sports talk. Uh, It's it's going to be inevitable because we are sticking to week uh, daily five a week, um, at least through the rest of the NHL playoffs. So we're going to sneak in our bill stakes uh, once in a while here. Um, game you're most excited for. Also, actually, maybe the better question is, should should we be offended the Bills only got one primetime game at home? Um, No, I was looking at the schedule, and I agreed with some people's take on this. Like, our home slate is just kind of weak. Like, we don't have a lot of great games at home yeah. this year. Um, I think Pittsburgh I was kind of mad. One, I was, yeah, Pittsburgh was one. And I thought like you could have, you could have snuck a, like a Dolphins or a Jets game in there. Yeah. Like just like nighter. a young, young quarterback versus Josh. Like, yeah, I thought they would give the bills more respect just because our, our, I mean, we have 
we have everything you would want in like a marquee team. We have like exciting offense, star players, and yet we were not as uh we still were in the second tier, I guess. Like the top tier is five games and we have four. So it's not like and possibly five with the Panthers game. Um that, that to a Saturday. Um but yeah, like I, I'm not I'm not overly upset with it. Um I kind of like one o'clock anyway. So it's going to be a party week one. I mean, as yes. good a one as you get for, for week one, it's almost perfect. It's the one o'clock game. So tailgate season, hopefully the weather's really nice early September and the opponent is kind of perfect because it's a team you don't always see at home and it's, it, it, you're probably going to win it. They're a six and a half point favorite, which is enormous. Um, and it's also not like Houston. We're like, yeah, we're going to crush them, but you know, there's at least some doubt. There's some intrigue. Uh, it's a game, game also itself. that I like. Like I always call it like the week one bump where you just get a Like if you're the home opener, it's like you get a little bit extra energy. And I kind of like it for a team like Pittsburgh that could be tough. But I think with the week one bump, I imagine we're going to win by two touchdowns. Like, yeah. I just think like I just think we I, I like that game to start off too. Um, the game I'm most excited for uh, has to be the Chiefs game again. Like not not a home. I'm away from home, so I don't really think about the home games all that much. But mm-hmm. like, I just want to see how we respond because that game got ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I want to see how they how that those two teams act towards each other. I think that game might might be real chippy again. More more than the the New Orleans Thanksgiving game for you. Oh, that's my favorite game. But I okay. think the game that I was most excited for in terms of just like football matchup wise, it's, it's Bill Chiefs. One. But I love Thanksgiving night is like the game I always wanted I, the Bills to have. I kind of want to go. I kind of want to go. I have it's it's struggle. It's a struggle for me because I am the Bills pregame host on the Bills radio network. So I will have to be working that game. But there's always a game or two every year where we're able to take off. And I don't know if that one might even be harder to take off because I wouldn't want to have to do that to somebody to have to pull them out that someone that wouldn't be working to have to say, okay, can you come in this day? Cause it's Thanksgiving, but I kind of want to go to new Orleans. So this is the reason I'd go. I'd go. That's my, that's my favorite city in the country. I've never been there. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go there. And Jordan, here's the thing. What is the best night to go out of the year? It's the night before Thanksgiving. That's and to true. do that on Bourbon Street, like, come on. I'm, I'm there. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. If, uh, you, if you go, I go. All right. Me and Jordan are doing Thanksgiving in, in New Orleans. So, so he show uh, you the weird, the weird, the weird bars <laughs> off Bourbon. All right. We're, we're, we are going to talk about this because this is definitely something I kind of want to do. See if I could pull it off. Um, anyways. By the way, we'll probably be covering the Sabres by that point again, too. So if if, <laughs> if you don't hear us covering a, a Sabres-Senators game uh, from a random Wednesday night before uh, Thanksgiving, <laughs> you'll know why. We're partying in New Orleans. Um, I was imagining right, what, like a like a yeah. bartender at like a New Orleans like a Bourbon Street bar on the craziest day of the year. And, hey, could you do you have do you have Sportsnet Ottawa? <laughs> <laughs> You have TSN two. We're trying to get <laughs> we're trying to get Saber Senators on here, and they're like, "What? <laughs> what is that?" 
All right, we got some of the nonsense out of the way there. Stay tuned. We're going to get more into, more into, we're going to get into Don Granado's comments from his Zoom call on Wednesday morning when we come back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in just minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, Client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W E A. A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. If you have not tried a built bar yet, I strongly encourage you to do so as somebody that did not eat protein bars because of the taste. And as somebody, am I a candy snob? Am I an aficionado? I don't know. I eat a lot not as much anymore. Growing up, a lot of candy bars. And I'm telling you, Built Bar is a candy bar. It's not. It tastes like one, though. You have 18 amazing flavors to pick from, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. If you go for the, the coconut almond puff flavor, that is my favorite. And I'm not even a coconut guy, but it's like eating a mallow cup. That's how good it is. Built Bars are also great for the healthy, conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. For example, the peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. A word for bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine for these Saber games. You could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. 
let's get to the Sabres here. We had two Zoom calls today. Uh, the GM and the coach split speak at the end of the season. We'll get to Adams in the second segment of today's show. A lot of the more interesting things came from him, especially pertaining to Jack Eichel. But let's go through Don Granados just a little bit here. There were a couple of interesting things I thought the Granados said. One, that he confirmed that he does want to be the head coach of this team. And that was actually something that I wondered because I think it was Elliot Friedman that tossed it out there that there, don't just assume Granado is going to take that job because there are going to be a lot of jobs available and many around the league have been very impressed with the job that he did with the kids in Buffalo and Philadelphia was a team that was mentioned that Granado could end up at Arizona is a, is a new team that we didn't see coming um, that has a vacancy. They, uh, split with Rick Tockett, the Blue Jackets split with John Tortorella. And also today, we could talk about this more for Eichel later, but the New York Rangers let go of David Quinn. So they have an opening as well. So there was a thought that, hey, Granado might test the market and see if he can find a different head coach job. But Granado said today pretty definitively that like if he can get a head coach job, he wants to be here that he's already put the time in with these players. He already knows these players. They already know his system. And now it'll just come down to whether or not the Sabres want him back. So he's going to interview. The Sabres are going to interview other candidates. Um, I know I'm a little bit more strong. I'm not as strong as I once was, but I'm still in the camp of, I would like to see Granado get the interim tag removed. Um, where are you at on that? And really with the, the incoming coach search. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not as sold on Granado. Um, I just didn't think the results were really there. I think there was a lot to like, but I still go back to this. Like it just like, we're comparing it to like literally the lowest point you can get as a franchise record breaking low. Um, I just don't think that he's really did all that well. Like they still lost a lot more games than they won. And I know we didn't have Jack. I know we were really bad, but I mean, I didn't see enough to be like, this is my guy. Um, I'm surprised that a lot of the other teams are interested in interviewing him. Um, I interviewing guess makes... him is a better thing, by the way. I, I kind of made it seem yeah. like they want to hire him. I think interview yeah. him is the better way to put it. I think that. they just want to hear what he did. They want to hear yeah. what his thoughts are. Maybe um, he just seems like, I don't know. He just has like in a right now and that's i'm not trying to be like really like dismissive of him but it's just like i think he's a very good assistant coach Mm -hmm. or if he's like Mm -hmm. nhl head coach material right now um i don't think i don't think he did enough in this limited role to be like yeah that guy's an nhl head coach for sure i think there's better i think there's better people available yeah, I was going to say, like, wh- where would he rank for you on that? Like, would you be disappointed if he's the coach? Because how many better ideas are out there? Because David Quinn is a name we can talk about here. Tortorella, of course, is a name that we can David sure Quinn trade is... blows on. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with Tortorella. I've, if you I told me want the Sabres no will hire Tortorella tomorrow, <laughs> I mean, I'd be in. Um, Quinn seems like a very pandering move to Eichel. Like, right. Like, that is like the most obvious. That doesn't yeah. seem like something that Kevin Adams would do based on what we've heard from him. Um, I yep. know we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, like I'm just thinking like Bruce Boudreaux, Claude Julian, like I'm just thinking like all, there are a lot of names 
out there. Mm-hmm. Even like Rick Tockett, I think, is more qualified to be the head coach of the Sabres than than Don Granado. Like I, I just I think, think there's right. a lot of I just think there's a lot of people that you could pick from. Um I mean if they if the f- Flyers hire fired Vigneault, like he would another be another he would be another guy. Like there's just a lot of guys. I think these retreads, there is some value to it. And the Sabres mm-hmm. haven't really gone that route yet since Bilesma. They haven't yeah. they haven't tried that. And Bilesma was easily the most effective guy in this in this drought run for the Sabres. That's a that's a fair point. You're right. They have not gone back to the retread since Bilesma because Housley was an assistant. Uh, Kruger <laughs> and... was just a. The reason I like the Kruger idea is because it was new. It was unique. Um, that doesn't mean it worked, and it didn't. And then even Granado would be same route as Housley as, a, as an assistant. So and you could did as about as good as you could expect with the roster that he was given. Yeah, like another right. retread. But it's like I don't know. I just think that that's in a weird Tockett, way. That's just the way to win in hockey. Like Tockett might be the guy. If if it's not Granado, I might want to bet on Tockett because they almost hired him a few years back. In fact, I think that was the. The Housley hiring. The Housley hiring, I think, if I remember correctly, the Pagulas wanted Tockett, but they were talked out of it because of, in part, the gambling controversy with from like 10 years ago between Tockett and Wayne Gretzky's wife. Um, like there's a there's a weird history there behind the scenes or off the ice with Rick Tockett. So the Pagulas were kind of talked out of it. And I wonder alarming. if they would circle back yeah. around after he wasn't successful in Arizona. He made the playoffs last season uh, in a shortened year. He had 86 points in 82 games the year before that. Uh, this past year, 54 points in 56 games. So he's, you know, he's about a point a game. He's about an 82-point coach for his career. That doesn't mean that it couldn't get better here. He also has only coached four full seasons, um, or five full seasons, because there's a year with Tampa before that. That's a lot less than the Boudreaux's of the world and the Vigneault's of the world. So Tockett might be a realistic candidate. And you know what? Even though I hate the Tortorella idea and I don't want to talk about it, it we need to talk about it because it could happen. Tortorella liked his time here. And to me, it's not inconceivable that he would want this job and the Sabres would look at that after a, a, an offseason of your star players kind of not trashing that team in the media, but all sounding the same. Reinhardt, Ristolainen, and Eichel, all like, you know what? We want, we want out of here. Like we're done with this. And the Sabers might just go, well, we're gonna bring in John Tortorella to to make sure that these players know who they're working for. You know, like that kind of mentality. Like I feel like that could end up happening. Yeah, but I think we do this a lot with Tortorella, or a lot of people do that too with like. You just like you minimize like you hear the horror stories, right? Like those are the ones that make the biggest noise. Well, but, he, tried, he tried he did try to break into the flames locker room once to fight. <laughs> yeah, the, but I kind of like that. Like I feel like Lindy would have did something like that if it escalated yeah. to that point. You know, like it's just like there's there's a little bit of Lindy Ruff that I see in Tortorella. I think it's in like the eye of the beholder. Because Lindy Ruff did a lot of the same things Tortorella did. Like in Columbus, like he he would he was willing over the minutes of Vanek if he felt he wasn't hustling. Like I just think there's there's a level of accountability that I like with a coach like Tortorella, and mm-hmm. like 
whether or not like if Ristolainen doesn't like it, like too bad. Like I don't expect he's the one that I think might be gone first of the crew. If if Reinhardt doesn't like it, like too bad. Like I I I just think this team needs that type of guy. We don't we haven't had it. I think they need there needs to be some like clear sense of direction for this team. And it might not be the thing that, you know, like analytics loves. It might not be the thing that the fans love, but it might get more wins. And in the end, that's what I care the most about. I just want to win games. He has made the playoffs uh, for the last five years with the Columbus Blue Jackets, by the way, who are not some esteemed NHL franchise. Uh, he made them into a consistent besides playoff that, Yeah. Yeah. Panarin and Bobrovsky for a bit, but besides that, it's not like they were this juggernaut team. No, right. No, they didn't even Panarin maybe comes after Panarin comes after Tortorella gets there. Um, yeah, that's right. They traded for him, Brandon Saad, uh, to to Chicago for Panarin. So, all right. Well, there's Tortorella. There's a little on the head coach Granado speaking earlier today. Um, he did say that he also one other comment that I thought was good from him. He did say he coached this team as though he was going to be the head coach in October. That he played guys like Thompson and Middlestat, and he like he talked about the Cousins matchup with Sidney Crosby. Like he did that all of those things with the mindset of I need to find out what I've got if I'm here next year. And I don't need to waste time with the guys like Riley Shan and Cody Eakin and these veteran types that aren't going to be hanging around matter when. So I appreciated at least that mindset, even if he doesn't get the job, I appreciate that he went about uh, his job that way this last, this past season. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast. We got to this episode a little bit late because we wanted to get to Granado and Kevin Adams after their Zoom calls. Me and Jordan had some things going on in the middle of the day, so that's why this episode came out a little bit late in the day. But tomorrow, Thursday morning, if depending on when you're listening to this, our next episode might already be out, and it's basically part two of this episode. So head back over to the feed. You could check out part two of this episode. We get all into Kevin Adams, Jack Eichel, and also what Adam said about Eichel, but also betonline.ag released odds on the most likely team Eichel will be traded to. There's a list of teams there that we'll break down also on uh, on our next episode. So tune in for that here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. Thanks for listening.